But life is great. And just last night, I was thinking to myself as I laid down to sleep here at Fantasyland Hotel, which is a wonderful facility, and I highly endorse it. I said to Moose, just as we got home from the Oilers game last night, I said, uh, meet you at the pirate ship at 9? <laughs> Who says that? Who says that? Yeah. Right. That was our, that's our life. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Welcome to the RP Show. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday. And right, look at that. Right out of the gate, I'm going to say this. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday. Let me say it again. You see that we're back in the bunker. No pirate ships today. And you people that love football have been waiting all week to talk ball. Ball for all today. And I get it. I'm here for it. It's a very good vibe day. Moose and I have been talking about that today. For whatever reason, it just started out great. Other than I was pouring my... Tim Hortons coffee. Sorry, Caliber, I'll get to you my next cup. Yes. Into my Bronco plumbing and heating Ooh. Uh, thermos here, uh, to go mug, and because I've been drinking a lot of coffee today, and then I spilled it on the desk. I'm wiping that up with my shirt. <laughs> and other than that, we're ready to go. Bob's your uncle. As we do with the shirt. Bob's and your uncle. We got some football guys and gals coming on the program today. J.T. O'Sullivan, I believe. Somebody got to look this up. I should look it up. 16 years of the National Football League, I think. One in the Canadian Football League with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Get your NFL questions ready for J.T. O'Sullivan coming up in hour one. And then Sarah Orleski, the star of TSN's Friday Night Football. Sarah Orleski will be joining us as well in advance of tonight's really big game. And uh, before we go any further, by the way, that really big game is the Edmonton Elks home to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And I feel bad. The Moose can attest. I had DMs from Elks players as we were coming home from Edmonton yesterday saying, Rod, are you staying for our game? Sorry, guys, going home. We got... We're on our way home. I had stuff to do tonight, which we'll get to later. I would have loved to have stayed for that football game. And it was nice of them to ask, Aaron, but I felt like I was breaking their heart. I know. You go all that way. We see the Oilers. We get to meet. And we don't go to the football game. That's tough. It would have been great to be able to stay. And we looked at each other on that, we? On that <laughs> boat in that last segment yesterday saying, you know, we don't know where we're going to be tomorrow. We, at, like, we literally looked at each other wondering, we should maybe think about staying but no there was things to get home for uh coming up we're going to uh <clears throat> tell you what those things are but a fun flame tech football friday today i talked to morgan today your executive assistant she's the best and i'm going to read you verbatim the email she sent me this morning she says we're going to be doing a ticket giveaway today for landmark cinemas a set of passes which includes two movie passes two drinks and two popcorns she says we haven't been going to the movies lately we got to give landmark cinemas some love with a ticket giveaway. She goes, we got all these vouchers and all these concession gift certificates. So she says, please mention at the start of the show, throughout, and then at the end of the day, when you guys do your Landmark Cinemas What's On segment and send people to our Twitter pre-show post or Facebook live post to enter. So how to enter today, if you want to go to the movie, as we used to say, one of the players said, right, when we got on the bus with the Pats, where are the movies? <laughs> Here we go. Look at this. No time to die in theaters now. See it in Laser Ultra. Landmark cinemas all across the country. 
This isn't limited to just the rectangle. Wherever you're viewing, just in Canada only, apologies to our American viewers, just in Canada, but please comment and share our Facebook live post right now that you're watching or Twitter post for today's live show to be entered. Again, one set of movie passes with drinks and popcorn. Any landmark cinema in Canada, the winner will be picked and contacted tonight. So there you go. The new James Bond movie, No Time to Die. So that's our contest right out of the gate. I love it. So I'm sorry that I'm so verbose and I'm talking so much, but it is the Rod Peterson show. Can we hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan? Good to see you, by the way. You're looking young, Jordan. You haven't aged, even though I've been gone for most of the last month. Thursday night football, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are heading to their bye week with a 5-1 and one record after holding off the Philadelphia Eagles last night on Thursday night football, 28-22. Tom Brady and Leonard Fournette each accounted for two touchdowns as the Bucs topped the Eagles, who are now 2-4. and four. And they were involved in a really big trade this morning, which I'm going to get to in a moment. This is all I'm going to say about Thursday night football. Two things, actually. Traveling is the bane of my existence. As we were rolling through Saskatoon yesterday, I said to Moose, this reminds me of the old life, traveling so much, I missed all the games because I was traveling all the time. Not that I'm complaining, but we didn't get to watch the game per se. Tom Brady's turning the Tampa Bay Buccaneers into the New England Patriots in that it's ho-hum. It's not if they're going to win, it's by how much. They go into Thursday Night Football, they were favored by six and a half, some betting lines I saw. They won by six. Isn't that something? How those odds makers do that. Oh, yeah. And they're now 5-1 and one heading into a bye. They're just, ho-hum, it's Tom, it's the Bucks now. It used to be the Patriots. It's automatic. But they took, now they didn't take their eye off the ball, but the officials got involved in the game in the fourth quarter. I did see that. I, I know what happened in the game. Uh, what's the guy's name? The defender for the Eagles, Jendall Avery, called for taunting, 15-yard penalty, extending a Buccaneers drive in the fourth quarter. Taunting. Did you all watch it? He got up and basically flexed over Leonard Fournette. Just rah, rah, rah. They cl- crashed uh, face masks, right? Yeah. And he gets 15-yard penalty for taunting, and it, like I say, extends the drive, and everybody's talking about that taunting penalty. Um, I don't like the taunting penalty at all in any regard. Get rid of it. Uh, but what's your take on that taunting penalty? I don't like it in that situation. And I know sometimes you can't pick and choose and just say, hey, but – that would be really difficult. But I really believe that you, the spirit of the rule is to get rid of the taunting, the flexing over players, the, the disrespect of walking on somebody after you've made a play. Flex to the crowd, to your teammates, you know, do the dances. I love celebrations. But you know, that's one way to get it out of the game, do it in a key moment. But this is a key moment, and it wasn't egregious. The face Not mask butting was, was Fournette more than anything. He got up, and as he's walking back, they... You just happen to be in his face. You know, if that was the first quarter, second quarter, I'm probably in favor of the flag. But in that moment, the Eagles are coming back. There's five minutes left. If they get off the field there, they got a chance to come back in the football game. So I didn't like it in that situation. Yes. There has to be a little discretion. That's why we have humans doing the game. Uh, Yeah. Well, are you a certified ordained official? Because I am. I have certified been. official. Yeah. Okay, I well, I, I'm sorry, but a penalty in the first quarter is a penalty in the fourth quarter. Can't go along with you there, my friend, but that's fine. Uh, by the way, the poll question today before we move to the CFL. He put it up, so don't come at me. 
Kev Belair on Twitter is like, that's weak, Roddy. Hashtag Bills Mafia. I didn't have anything to do with the poll question today. You tell them. I had nothing to do with it. The Bills should be in the poll. I need to make an addendum to the poll. You can't. It's too late. I went so fast in that poll. And and what prompted the poll question. Tell them what it is. The poll question, here it is. Who is the best team in the National Football League today? And I think the options I put up were Tampa Bay, um, Arizona, because they're undefeated, Green Bay, and Dallas. And I forgot all about the Buffalo Bills. What spawned the poll question was I was looking at the odds on Bat Regal, and Cleveland is favored over Arizona. They think Cleveland's going to win the football game, right? Yep. Which shocked me. I thought everybody just was anointing the undefeated Cardinals number one in the National Football League. And here's, you know, the odds makers not. So I'm like, well, who is the best? And those are all really good football teams. The Bills should be in that poll. So I, I need to personally go in there with my own Twitter account and take the fall for this one. Um, the Bills should be in there. But that's why we have Twitter. You can write in. You can reply as to who's the best. Uh, whoops. That was, some, that was some disrespect on my part. And I, it was I think the Buffalo Bills should be used to being the Rodney Dangerfields of the National Football League. Anyways, breaking news. What we love about daytime sports talk here on Game Plus TV, Facebook, and YouTube is breaking news in the morning that we can cover that nobody else is. The Arizona Cardinals acquired tight end Zach Ertz in a trade with the Philadelphia Eagles this morning. The undefeated Cardinals sent quarterback Tay Gowan and a 2022 fifth-round pick to the Eagles for the 30-year-old Ertz, a three-time Pro Bowler. He had four receptions for 29 yards and a touchdown during Thursday's 28-22 loss to Tampa Bay. He was selected by Philly in the second round of the 2013 draft. Three-time Pro Bowler. The question is, does he play Sunday? Wouldn't that be something? Two games in four days. You want to check, huh? We're going to find out if he can play two football games in four days. Seeing, um, I think he'd be allowed to. Yeah, well, of course he's allowed to. I'm seeing 10-10 a lot. And this morning I saw 3-3-3 all over the place. On the treadmill, on the alarm clock, I'm a three. The CFL fans have been waiting all week for this Flame Tech Football Friday, so let's talk about it. Friday night football tonight. Listen, I get it. We just came from Edmonton where they're sitting down Trevor Harris, a close friend of the show, personal friend. The Edmonton Elks are, are sitting down their all-pro quarterback, Trevor Harris, for tonight's football game. Taylor Cornelius, the former Oklahoma State star, and XFL Tampa Bay Viper is going to get the call tonight. Dakota Prukop is going to be the backup. I saw comments from the head coach of the Elks, Jamie Elizondo, saying, hey, it's not all one guy's fault when explaining at the pregame news conference on Thursday why they're sitting down Trevor Harris tonight. Now, I'm that guy, Darren, as you know, that when you're on my – when I'm on your team, I'm on your team. I'm not leaving your team. I'm still on team Trevor Harris, and I think they got far bigger problems in Edmonton than Trevor Harris – But let's just go back. This is not like Jamie Elizondo doesn't know Trevor Harris. They went to Grey Cups together in Ottawa for the love of Pete. He knows Trevor Harris very well, and I respect Jamie Elizondo's football acumen. I really do. And Brock Sunderland, the general manager in Edmonton, we all know him, of course. He had Trevor Harris in Ottawa. So they know what they're doing. But it was interesting, if you read the quotes from Jamie Elizondo, their head coach, he said, we're two and six. We need a spark. So he's making a change at quarterback. It's not really that egregious. But the Trevor Harris money, what is he, close to half a million a year, doesn't get over to the cap now because he's not playing this week. It's probably a financial decision here. Is he healthy? 
Uh, he was just on the six-game injured list, and they brought him off. I guess he was out on the field yesterday with the two quarterbacks that Will dressed at the walkthrough. He was with them. He's not pouting. He's not in the locker room. He's not that guy. But I heard more on Twitter about this situation than I did from anywhere in Edmonton, which is a whole other thing. We listened to Sports Talk Radio all the way home yesterday. We didn't hear the Edmonton Elks mentioned one time. It was all the orders. So I know this is where Edmonton football fans come to talk. I know that. But I guess Trevor Harris, I think, is being scapegoated a little bit. I don't like it. There may be more to the story, and I could ask Trevor, but I'm not going to be nosy. Um, and they're going to get killed tonight anyways by Winnipeg. Why are we even talking about this? It doesn't matter who they're going to start a quarterback. Yeah, it probably doesn't because this is Winnipeg, and Winnipeg is the class of the Canadian Football League. We've, we're, we're pretty clear about that. I don't think I, that's being disrespectful to anybody. Um, the question is, where is Trevor Harris right now when it comes to that organization, the locker room, his place as the team leader, right? That's what I wonder. You know, is he healthy? Is he not? Him being, we know Trevor Harris, the guy, and he's going to do all the right things, right? And he's going to be there, and he's going to support whoever's in that role. And as you know, and I know, and he knows, things happen for a reason. Well, um, they have a lot of problems in Edmonton. A lot. And uh, we'll see what happens tonight. But that's our take on the quarterback situation there. Brett Murray's watching on YouTube. Thank you, Brett. He says, Adam Schefter reports Ertz is ineligible to play this Sunday. And that must have just come down because my good friend Zig Fricasse from Sirius XM NFL Radio was asking the exact same question just moments ago. Holy smokes. This is the warm-up for E-Cold Electric. Let's get to work. Um, NHL Thursday. Let's just run the gamut here. Brandon Tanov scored his second goal into an empty net with 121 to go. And the Seattle Kraken beat the Nashville Predators 4-3 for their first franchise victory. I think it's going to be a long year for the Preds. Andre Palat scored a 243 of overtime, lifting Tampa Bay past Detroit at 7-6. Tyler Bertuzzi scored a career-high four goals for the Wings. Miro Heiskanen scored at 138 of overtime. And the Dallas Stars beat the New York Rangers 3-2 at MSG to spoil coach Gerard Gallant's home debut. Victor Olofsson and Anders Bjork scored 2-0-1 apart in the second period. And Buffalo beat injury-depleted Montreal 5-1. Andre Sveshnikov had two goals and a helper. To help Carolina beat the New York Islanders 6-3 in the opener for both teams. Clearly, that's why Vincent Trocek was so confident the other day when he was on the show. He knew something. The Hurricanes took the Islanders out behind the barn and pulled their pants down last night. Oliver Bjorkstrand had two goals and two assists. Max Domi added a goal and two assists. And Columbus routed Arizona 8-2 to make Brad Larson a winner in his coaching debut. Brad Larson, a former Swift Crown Bronco their coach and GM, Dean Brockman, stepped down yesterday. We can talk about that later. I saw Mike's, uh, Mike Cole Sillinger. Yeah, showing my age. <laughs> That's his dad. I saw Cole Sillinger smiling like a butcher's dog on the Blue Jackets bench last night. Clark, can you find out what Cole had, what his stat line was last night, if you don't mind? 8-2, he had to get on the score sheet somewhere. Carter Verhage scored his second goal of the night, 137 into overtime. And America's team, the Florida Panthers, beat the Pittsburgh Penguins 5-4 at FLA Live Arena. It looked like uh, a good crowd there last night. Anton Fort, what do you got? What is it? Wow. One assist plus one. Three shots? Yeah. And two pims? 
That's a Mike Sillinger hat trick right there. How about that? (laughs) Where was I? Anton Forsberg made a career-high 46 saves, and Ottawa scored three times in the first in a season-opening 3-2 win over Toronto. And Anze Kopitar had the Kings' third hat-trick in an opener and two assists. Drew Doughty added a goal and three helpers, and the L.A. Kings opened their season with a 6-2 win over Vegas. Shea Theodore and Chandler Stevenson scored for Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights. Robin Leonard chased from the net after giving up four goals on 31 shots. He didn't look too good last night. We uh, do need to break here right now. We'll come back and finish the, uh, the rest of the quick six in a moment. The warm-up's brought to you by E. Cole Electric. Our annual fall promotion sale is on now with special pricing on hundreds of in-stock items. E. Cole Electric, let's get to work. When we come back, we'll continue more of the Quick Six. Of course, we've got our photo album for Great Western Brewing Company with a lot of photos from the City of Champions. we got a lot going on today. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. 